The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. What's up? Giddy up. It's Friday. Friday, Friday. Welcome to Fill Yourself Podcast, the number one show where police meet society and culture. I am joined with me, as always, with my beautiful co-host, the easy, the breezy, Drew Breezy. And we have a heck of a show for you today, guys. We have uh, four kids rescued from a deadly drag party. We're on the heels, coming right off of... A uh, three-part series that we did with the Holtz Call case was very serious. It was very time-consuming. It was a lot of work that went into that three-part series. It still didn't come out as good as I wanted it to come out. But that third episode, uh, I think it got the point across because I got a lot, a lot of messages, uh, well over 100 messages from you guys. And that uh, I can't thank you enough for. They were all very positive. And uh, it looks like that, you know, I think the majority of folks, once they see the totality evidence, might want to take a different, you know, might want to take a different look at this case, right? Like somebody should, it, it worked with the Nod Saeed. Why couldn't it work for this guy? Um, it, you know, we didn't discuss the amount of feedback we got on this. Uh, th that's the first I'm hearing from you that you got hundreds of messages because I did too. I, I wouldn't go, I would say I definitely got fives of messages but they were all very impactful um and very complimentary uh especially to you i forgot to tell you about that um Aww. one or two one of the two people that are, like i trust a lot in this uh world or in this uh in this business we're in was uh like man this that was totally well prepared that was you know just the just enough to make people think and that's that was our goal it wasn't like we're not going to sway anybody's opinion i don't I, I don't care if you believe what i believe and um I, i'm just going to give you what i know to be the truth or for, you know share my experience of of how things have gone in the past and that's kind of what we did for that whole case and uh from you know part one which was what is hood culture versus what is uh what is cop culture then part two was the uh, the interview itself. And then part three was the victims. I mean, like, go through it, go back, tell all your friends, go back and listen to all three episodes, compare and contrast to any other uh, podcast that's done anything about it. I mean, we're not saying the same things because Eric, I think that we have the unique edge in the sense that there's true crime podcasts out there that are just true crime enthusiasts. Whereas we are true, true crime because we've experienced it. We would be the ones investigating it. You, and you we're ex-cops you know. that aren't trying to get jobs in right. the police department still. So we're not trying to like, yeah, you know, we don't have like an agenda. <laughs> like we're just guys yeah, that I are making money podcasting and we're happy <laughs> doing that. And we're not trying to get that speaking gig at the local PD. So we're trying to be all politically correct. And, and like, you know, so I, I think we do bring a unique take to these cases and that's why I, I and I think they're pretty objective as well. And yeah. uh, the well thought out, and they come they come from a great background, and you know, plus there's a little bit of that cop dark humor that gets mixed in there that that uh, all of our first responder babies love. Uh, but today's show, man, so we just kind of wanted to today's show. Uh, like I wasn't going to break anything crazy down, um, just because we have so much going on with Patreon. I've got Officer Daniels locked in. He and I are working on something for Patreon for the week after July fourth. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm putting Can't a lot of time that. and effort into that. And uh, yeah, I'm just putting work into to Patreon and, 
and um, get some extra content out there. So today we're going to break down a couple of different things, but the main thing being that these four kids who were rescued from a deadly drag party, so much in the news was exhausting this week that we were following. Um, and I'm going to save all that for our last calls episodes, which come out on Wednesdays. So if you want to, if you want to hear my take on the submarine or on BlackRock, I know I got a very long message today that says, why won't Eric go on Patreon and just tell us what he thinks about BlackRock and some of these other corporations that he can't do on YouTube. And you're right. I have no argument. Why haven't I done that? There's no excuse. And I'll, uh, I'll take care of it this week. Uh, but have you, did you follow the submarine shit at all? I mean, you know, listen, I followed it only because, do you remember when those kids got lost in the cave and yeah. they got rescued or yeah. when those miners got left down in the shaft and they got rescued or Apollo 13? Um, you know, those are things like I love a good comeback story. And I really thought that this one had the ingredients to be one of those. And that's why yeah. I was so invested in it. What about the soccer team? Do you remember that? Wasn't that's there what I was talking about. The kids that got lost in the oh, cave. In the cave. The soccer team. All right, then, now, I read that was book. A- very there was another one that was separate I, I just maybe i'm thinking of something else but well anyway, there's a soccer team like it was like in thailand or whatever that was where the yeah. uh, thai navy seal dies but um the rescue efforts for that were dude if you get a chance to read that book or watch the documentary i mean you're talking the two percent chance is what they had that at two percent chance and two people died but they were both rescuers and they rescued mm. all the kids alive um the rescuers ran out of oxygen because they were working so hard, they had to drug those kids to get them out. They had to wow, shit, put the kids to sleep so that they wouldn't burn oxygen on the way out. So you had to be an anesthesiologist. Like they had to get a crash course on anesthesiology so they could get each kid the right dose of shit to put them to sleep. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's, um, they also that's pumped impressive. out like millions of gallons of water with pumps that were failing and one pump was like on his like, hey, which is a phenomenal story. I could do a whole Patreon episode on that story. Well, now it just sounds like you're rubbing it into the sub people, but uh, you know, it, it became part of internet lore and meme culture very quickly. It just kind of shows how dark and twisted our society has become because of the, f- because of the speed of at which I don't know, dude, I think we always flows. made those jokes. It's just now we get to see those jokes. Cause I feel like yeah. well, even the, in the, the early two thousands, I was making these jokes in the locker room and you were just yeah. kind of like with you and your buddy, you're like, Oh shit, dude, that's fucking dark. You know, it's just now we have an outlet to post it to the world. Well, I, I, but I think that there's an untapped audience that didn't hear that before. Now everybody hears it and everybody <laughs> sees it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's, you're it's right like, because yeah. I watched a comedian um, tell a joke and I guess this was a TikTok video and he made a joke about the Titanic thing, and everybody started booing and throwing water at him as if they were like deeply offended by this. I'm like, dude, come on. Like I, they, what's his name made jokes about nine 11 and, and it was Gilbert a Netflix Gunfrey. special. So who gives a shit? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Let's just like comedy be comedy. If you if you're not, if you're there looking for something to get pissed off at, then don't Gil- go. Gilbert Godfrey actually, um, his his joke about nine eleven was uh, the the birth of somebody yelling too soon. Little known fact. Wasn't the Kardashian so- the dude that married the Kardashians? <clears throat> he he made a whole bunch because his dad died in nine eleven. He made lots of nine eleven jokes. What's his uh, Davidson? Pete Davidson? Oh, did he marry a Kardashian? Yeah, his dad was a fighter. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's but he died everybody. and he made some wicked jokes. Yeah. About he did a whole movie. Or he did a whole, uh, I'm sorry, a whole stand-up special uh, where, he, you know, at the end of it, uh, what what was it called? Um, 
it had it was an acronym it was like uh something about oh it was called smd that was his his uh his special was called smd it was really really funny i mean he's a talented oh, sure. comedian um but at the end he revealed uh you know spoiler alert if you're if you're right right, right. if you haven't it's seen old. it yet but yeah his his that's his dad's initials smd oh sick i didn't i didn't finish <clears throat> that part uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then i made a couple of like just comedy jokes on my instagram not about the submarine but like about like the technology and i guess i tapped into a very leftist uh algorithm because like now they've gone back to all my videos like even though my videos are all in comedy and funny and but they're like completely taking them out of context it just like one's got like 75 comments it went from three comments and this is like this video is like three weeks old it went from like three comments to like yesterday 75 comments so and it's like all these leftists just like oh this guy's just spreading fake news really a fake news i'm literally making a joke about shark week and shark trackers and that's fake news like so they're not even watching the content they're literally just commenting on it so it's very it is these uh, algorithms that we're experiencing on facebook instagram twitter whatever because <clears throat> one side is seeing only one side of the news and you know the other yeah. side whatever whatever side you're on is seeing only that side of the news and I, and I could tell you like you know i still have like van jones in my my instagram feed or whatever and you know i th there are some like liberal broadcasters oh, dude, my, i got people. like so many liberal shit in my instagrams like i've got yeah. tmz in my instagram i've got but i uh, can tell you too that when i see what he puts on there sometimes yeah. i'm like this is complete horseshit. And then I'll, and, and I'll respond to it. So I can see why, you know, your post probably landed. What I think your topic was what Joe Rogan or the, the, Oh, uh, that one, that one didn't get as many as the no. shark tracker. Like I, my, I did a whole rant on like, <laughs> right, I just shark spent tracker. a whole week during shark week, like watching them track sharks all over the fucking globe. These sharks are like wrestling other sharks, killer whales, <laughs> you know, like all these things. And they never lose the giant. One shark got eaten by a Megalodon. <clears throat> and they track this thing that goes 10,000 feet deep and it drops to temperatures of like 70 something degrees and it washes up on shore. So anyway, my point was, is that all of these things happen and they have the tracker and they can tell you everything about the thing, but we don't have one of these shark trackers on the submarine. Not to say that these trackers only track when they're on the surface, right? But they give you data yeah. of what happened below the sea. What I'm saying is, is like, when they do lose a tracker because they got eaten by a megalodon, that shit's still floating around in the ocean and they can recover it when it comes to the surface. They couldn't put one of these things on so that if it imploded, it would float to the surface and then they could get all the data or had a beacon or, you know, whatever. An Apple, uh, an Apple like, air tag. Yeah. Hey, and so I then everybody in the chat, like everybody <laughs> in the comments were just like, oh, shows you how much this guy knows about shark trackers. He knows nothing about GPS. Fake news at its best. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> going on so funny. well uh, this gets back to my theory i can't remember when you were talking about aircraft but i just don't understand why we don't build the entire airplane out of the black box because that's the first thing they go to <laughs> somebody wrote, see you wrote that in a comment or somebody yes. put that in one of my comments and somebody yes. wrote like boxes are not aerodynamic and cannot be drafted they're awesome <laughs> damn it foiled again <laughs> Uh, there's you it's mean like, there's no lift like what what? My, my favorite one though this week was on the thing um you know i did the whole joe rogan thing which by the way is so phenomenal if you haven't listened to the joe rogan episode just shut this one off you'll probably learn a lot more i'm kidding with, don't shut this off but uh with, with, with robert uh, kennedy with robert kennedy jr it was phen phenomenal and, and the guy brings a lot of evidence from a whole different perspective and th this dr hotez is the big cdc vaccine guy comes out and 
publicly shames Joe Rogan for Joe Rogan giving RFK Jr. a platform, which I think is very dangerous because Biden won't even debate with RFK Jr. And I have a feeling that the reason why they don't want to give RFK a platform is because he's going to say they're going to have to fucking they're going to have to assassinate another Kennedy, essentially. (laughs) And they don't want to do that. They're like, God, we don't want to kill another Kennedy. Like, let's just not let this guy talk. But, you know, Joe Rogan being one of the greatest interviewers of all time, right up there with Oprah or uh, Howard Stern or you know, and, and, and Diane, other, Sawyer. Diane Sawyer, you know, just a great interviewer gets people to talk. Um, you know, he says, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars, which by the way, now it's up to $600,000. Oh, to I debate. thought it was more than that. I, I thought like Patrick, Bet David, sure, I'm sure it is. Like, like, I, I thought of, it was over a million at this point. Yeah, last I looked, it was at 600k, <laughs> which was like yesterday afternoon. And then I played Monopoly for like five hours yesterday. And, <laughs> uh, and my kids are ruthless with Monopoly too. So anyway, um, and then I got like shamed for being on my phone while playing Monopoly. So I was like, all right, you you think I can't play Monopoly without looking at my phone? And I threw my phone, and um, and then just to be funny, the board over. Yeah, you know, I did. I really, I chucked my phone. And I was like, "Fuck that phone!" And the kids were like, "Yeah." Um, but anyway, so it was like, all right. So it's over six hundred thousand dollars. And the scientist says science isn't up for debate. And then everybody is like, "Yeah, you can't debate science." And I'm like, "I'm like, wait a minute." All right, so if we're not debating science, then then a then a, a human being is a human being right when it gets into the belly. So then it's murder. Gotcha. Okay. So you can't be born gay because the largest genetic sexuality study that's yeah. ever taken place in 2020 founded that there is no evidence whatsoever that there is a gay gene or that you can possibly be born gay, that a gay is a choice, including according to science, you can't debate it. We should still be giving lobotomies because science are, said that that shit worked. Right, uh, there are only two genders. Yeah, there's only two genders, uh, so no can't debate the science. Also, um, the, the the world being shaped like a hot dog versus a pancake versus the things, we're not going to debate that. Science shows that it's round. Or how about are we not going to debate the fact that um, uh, the, what is it, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Somebody debated it because they pulled that shit. Yeah. So it was, uh, science is so, absolutely debatable, guys. Right. And by the way, the only gay jeans I know about are the Jordache you were wearing when we were at the meetup in Clayton. Hello, everybody. I'll be here all week. Speaking of which, Friday night is uh, a big date night here at the Breezy Baxter household because I will be taking my bride to the lovely Theo Vaughn tonight. Oh, sweet. You lucky son of a bitch. Dude. Wait. I am so jealous. Oh, I, I am so I I, I, I wish, didn't even know I, he was I, coming. I wish I I was not saving for a new house, not in a cockroach neighborhood, because <laughs> I literally would totally just closed a house like two weeks ago. Juan Adate. I closed on a house. Yeah, did you <clears throat> close on a house, or were you just lying to get out of work? You're like, yo, no, I'm he didn't close. Like, he was moving. Oh, yeah. he was moving out that of his, wasn't uh, two weeks ago either. I'm just playing with it. He was moving out of the <laughs> locust infested neighborhood. He I lived was in. like, that was like a few months ago. It's <laughs> like, yo, uh, I can't, I can't work today. I'm closing on a house. Super stressful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> listen, I, you know, again, we're not trying to steer you away from this podcast. So I want you to listen to previous uh, episodes, sure, but sure, if you, sure. if you don't listen to Theo Vaughn, first of all, the dude is just He's insanely funny. I mean, and he doesn't even mean to be half the time, I think, but he's insanely funny. But no, he I think he's an actor. He could be. He could He could very well be. He's just, he's got just some of the best, like, a damn oh good my one. God. So at any, at any rate, if his you go His mind to, is on um, another level of comedy. 
It is. It truly is. But you know is. who like, else is? What's that Matt Rolf guy that everybody's falling in love with right now? Yeah, yeah. Rife or Matt Rife. Rife. He, yeah. He's, oh, man. I saw so a great funny. thing with so him the other day. But listen, if you go to the Theo Vaughn episodes, find the one with the retired cop. He had just retired. He's just like you and me. He had just wow. retired from an agency in California like mid mid to late 40s maybe early 50s i actually dm the guy I told him man what a fantastic job he did and we you know we exchanged some dms but uh he, why don't you get him on the show uh, i mean it, it was kind of too soon at that point like let's go it, get him back it's sloppy seconds yeah i will we'll, yeah, I, I i guarantee he'll do it i mean you know but he was such a he, he was a good interview but but theo interviewing him is 10 times better because he's just asking the questions that really only Theo wants to know the answer to, but, but when he asked it, I want to know the answer to that too. Like, does he have a mustache? Like, you know, those are, those are things that are important to Theo. Uh, so, um, man, I can't wait for tonight though. Um, I'm going to, to watch the rat King. Well, uh, while you're excited to go to see Theo Vaughn, I'm excited. Sarah Kelch is in the chats with us today. Uh, she's also a paid member. Um, one of you guys out there, producer land, um, can you give Sarah Kelch uh, a free membership to the um, Patreon account? You can't select people. You have to do it random, like randomly. I think. Okay. Well, can I, can I somehow like pay for her month? She's like super chatted. It's like hundreds I, of dollars. I don't know. And she's been with us since like literally the day one. That, that would be a dead leg <clears throat> question. Okay, so. I'll get up with dead legs. Sarah, we're going to hook you up. You've always been a, a, a faithful listener and follower as well as some of the other guys. And and guys, listen, Sarah Kelch doesn't have a, a, a she doesn't have the money. Like whenever she super chats, I feel like literally that's her grocery budget for the week. Um, well, hold on, Eric. Let's let's be real because she can buy one of those sticks for bird feed, and that'll that'll cover her for about a month. Right? That's true. She only weighs like she's eighty like, pounds. So. Yeah, she's like two three. I mean, yeah, she's like two foot three. So uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but no, we do appreciate you guys, and we notice everybody in the chats. Uh, David J always being here, being a banger, uh, Falconator, Tactical Dude is always lumber shelf. Uh, Kara D's, Kara D's. Interesting. Have you ever she seen Kara D's? She, I, someone named Kara D's wants me to take her to dinner before we go to Theo Vaughn. Oh, that's that Kara. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. Okay. Kara Breezy. All right, cool. Uh, well, anyway, guys, we're gonna have a fun show today. Today's show is brought to you by GhostBed.com. I know Drew. I know what Drew's doing tonight after he takes uh, old Kara D's to uh, Theo Vaughn concert. Um, when I get you in my bed tonight, baby, I'm going to hold you down and never, ever let you go. Sarah Kelch. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sarah Kelch is a mermaid. Um, uh, I'm not very good at freestyling. Um but no, seriously, ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack got the banger deals 35% off right now. But the 4th of July sales are coming. Also, we've got some new shit coming down the pipe in July as well. First sponsors go doing a little thing with uh, my bookie. Don't go to my bookie right now. Wait till July until our promo kicks off. But we're actually doing a collaboration with my bookie, which is super exciting. And there's two fights included in this little thing that we're doing with my bookie. So get ready, Wolfpack, you degenerate cop first responder gamblers. You're not going to want to miss this. But Ghostbed. As all the rage, get you that sleep. They support first responders. I always say that mental health starts with a good night's sleep, and GhostBed offers that good night's sleep with beds made in the good old U.S. of A. U.S. of A. I'm more American than Theo Vaughn's mullet 
Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, their 4th of July sales are always just like, they go up to like 55, 50% off, 60% off. There's some crazy sales. So you get you that ghost bed pillow, the cooling mattress, the adjustable base, uh, the cooling sheets, that cooling technology, cause it's going to be hot as shit on July 4th. But those things keep you cool while Drew and Theo Vaughn keep you hard. Yep. Um, what was the, what was our new show? Hard, hard dicks with no chicks, <laughs> with no um, chicks, hard D's. Get you tickets to hard dicks with no chicks brought to you by <laughs> Drew and Eric and ghost bed where you can have a hard dick and not a single girl in sight to have it with. It's Speaking pride month. Hard if you're dicks playing and this no chicks. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to the topic we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Speaking of hard dicks oh, well, with no chicks. We got Four two kids. news stories I want to cover before oh, yeah. we get to this. <laughs> hard dicks, chicks with dicks. I'm just trying to redirect Eric. <laughs> I got you. Throw him off the track. Thank you. Uh, the first thing we want to talk about is the fact that a Louisville man fatally shot, was fatally shot because he was trying to uh, to carjack a car that undercover cops were sitting in. So this is uh, two members of the Louisville Metro Police Department's fugitive unit. They were trying to find a man involved in a prior shooting. The armed carjacking suspect attempted to take their car. Uh, the the report I saw on uh, on uh, Louisville uh, the, the the Louisville News was the father saying, "Look, man, all he was trying to do was steal the car, and they murdered him. And I know stealing's bad, but it ain't worth murder." Uh, they have quite a bit, quite a different story. The officers that were in there because they say, no, uh, actually he was trying to carjack us during the attempted carjacking. One of the undercover <laughs> officers fired and struck the perpetrator and the suspect was subsequently. Now, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had this happen to you and uh, uh, being undercover in a covert? Have you ever had somebody try to steal your car or rob you while you're in your covert? No, I've had people uh, knock on the window and ask questions. Uh, I had uh, one time, uh, somebody ask, uh, it was the suspect, actually. He's like, hey, uh, you're not one of them Chesters, are you? Chester the molester. Oh. Like, not in this capacity. You're no. like, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, right, right. How old are uh, you? Hang on. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, because I think he thought I was watching the bus stop, and I was like, no, I'm actually watching your drug activity, sir. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, I uh, had- was in a covert van, and... It has cameras all around it. It has like the ladders on the top to make it look like a construction van. But in the rungs of the ladders is a camera in each yeah. one of those little circle circles. There's a yeah, camera. We, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got one. And so like we got like 360 degree night vision plus thermal optics in this thing and the sound and all the computer stuff. And so we're sitting in there watching this house and this dude comes in, he's walking around. He's like checking the thing. He like looks under to see if there's like a catalytic converter, I guess. You know, um, and he gets back up and he starts shaking on the door handle. And we're like, what do we do? Do we like burn this thing and like get this guy? Or, you know, so we call in another cop to try to come through anyway, but we caught him. But like I was sitting there with my gun out, like just pointed at the door just in case he yeah, we, opened we, we it. Had a, we had something very similar. We had a full tech unit. So like we had, you know, enhanced, we had guys that would actually go right. out and film stuff for us. And yeah, we, we had were, that too, we, but then when I was on special assignment, they gave us a crash course in that particular yeah. van because it was because they didn't be want other. the overtime. <clears throat> yeah. So we we uh, we had we actually had to do surveillance on a firehouse because there were there were some allegations of some drug use going on in the what? firehouse. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Let me tell you something about fire. <laughs> I don't want to get too far off 
course here, but in the fire profession, well, actually, Drew, work, it has everything to do with this because this is about four kids rescued in a, at a deadly drag oh. party inside of a house. So a firehouse, I feel like, is kind of like the same type of place. Well, it's a house. Yeah, it's a drag drag like house. A, right. Yeah. Host dragger drag house drag. That's where drag girls. A bunch of girls trying to be drag men. Shows come from. So yeah, right. And they wear long. Uh, I guess they're fire coats, but whatever. So, um, <laughs> uh, so our, our tech guy gets in the covert van and he's in the back lot of the fire department. And within three minutes, he's on the radio. He's like, they've already knocked on the door. We're done. So uh, we all missed out <laughs> on our overtime pretty quickly on that one. The next story is pretty crazy though. This is a Denver police uh, situation. And if you haven't seen this, th th there were two shootings in the Denver police department, officer involved shootings uh, Two, And actually they were shot. Um, so they were, oh, well, somebody's calling me. Hang on one second. I thought I, uh, made very sure that I wasn't going to be accepting calls. I'm sorry. I should answer it live on the air. Wait, um, is it the comm center phone? No, it's not. The comm uh, center phone does not ring here. That's the, the that's a little secret. It doesn't uh, ring here. Um, so it rings in our uh, home office in, uh, central Michigan. So you. we're, um, uh, what was I saying, Eric? Uh, oh, there were two two Denver officers that were shot in the line of duty, and um, this is uh, pretty scary to watch, to be honest. I, I don't um, – here, let's just play it. How about that? This, this is the second one of that day. Dude, this video is insane. This is coming from policeone.com. Yeah, there's no audio at first. So it's a police cruiser sitting outside of a hotel – typing you know doing what hotels this gentleman is walking by the cruiser who's just sitting there typing the man goes up to the door says i'm gonna get a room probably and he walks in and then he's like nah never mind i'm gonna go and shoot this cop that's just sitting there he, doing he thought the room was too expensive nothing yeah he, yeah yeah he thought the room was too expensive so he's like nah, okay so he walks back dude, out and you'll see this what is not nice. tactical there. dude you should have watched this especially because your name is tactical because this is the tacticalest video i've seen in a month um anyway it's going really slow by the way tactical dude was calling me out for my marine corps daddy um coffee mug one of our fans who happens to be a marine corps sent this to me as long as well as a marine corps dad t-shirt and a marine corps clock um just to be funny so now i have a marine corps dad shirt it's tons of stolen valor here Tons of stolen valor. So this cop is sitting here. He's got his arm dangling out the window, literally just chilling. He's tapping his thumb on the door. There's nobody around him. He's at the very front of a hotel. This is you and me, Eric, though, like yeah. sitting in front of the hotel. Like you, you're paying attention, but you're not. Look, his his hand is dangling out the window. He's just probably checking his Instagram or doing whatever he's doing. And this guy, you can see, is exiting the hotel. He's probably not really thinking a whole lot about it. And then this happens. And he just pulls his gun out and starts freaking blasting the cop. The cop gets up, makes eye contact, dances around the car, gets in a perfect fighting stance, a warrior position here, and tracks him perfectly with his cannon, freaking laying down lead Shots and puts fired. this dude I'm down. Hit. Shots fired. I'm hit. He, he says this, work. walks around, reloads, puts two more rounds in the dude. While maintaining a completely covered position. I'm hit. Suspect, I think, is down. He moves to a new position of cover so that if the dude's not dead, he can't track him. 
Um, he's completely reloaded and he's in a fighting stance, dripping blood all over the place in a fighting stance, still ready for more. He's looking around for more. He's like checking corners. He's checking the door. He's checking the six. This dude is a warrior. Yeah. If this doesn't get you to stay in the fight, I don't know. I still got eyes on the suspect. I'm to death. Right. I mean, 26.01.09 in the front, in the front by the main entrance. Oh, uh, yeah. Given direct oh, and distance. <sighs> he's to the north. He's down. I don't see him moving towards the highway. Good for him. I mean, just imagine the the uh, adrenaline, the the just the the confusion, the Bro. everything. But he's keeping. Bro. And I just see, I just saw a headlight reflection in his car. So somebody's arriving. Maybe it's a citizen or something. But <clears throat> three times in the vest. I that's what somebody said. They heard. Towards the front of the hotel. First car coming in. Oh, squealing tires. Backups coming in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go, USA. Wow. All right, so it says the video shows a suspect identified as uh, Nicholas Lendrum, 35, walking in front of the patrol vehicle and enter the hotel. And a short time later, he exits and fires at the officer through the front passenger window. The officer is a corporal in District 6. He drops in the seat and falls out the driver's door. The video shows. The officer was shot three times. That's that's that was like a rehearsal, yes. picture perfect rehearsal. Um, most agencies are doing this type of training now. That's I know true. our agency knocked all the windows out of a patrol vehicle and put saran wrap all around the windows, and then put fences all around, like wooden fences that you can't see through, all around it. And they load you up with uh, sim rounds, and you get called in off the street. I had no idea this type of training existed or what I was in for. I get called off the street and I get walked down a shooting lane at the range. And there's a car with, with saran wrap windows. And they say, give us your gun, put all of your tools your side piece, everything on this table. They pat me down. They search me, make sure I don't have anything else. They give me a SIM rounds gun. They load it up. They give me two SIM rounds magazines. And they say, go sit inside that patrol vehicle and start typing on the MCT. The word document is up, and we want you to type as many lyrics to your favorite song as you can. So I get in there and I say t- I start typing some Alanis Morissette lyrics like to Jagged Little Pill. Holes with bows. <laughs> how do you spell bows? Hey, does anybody know how to spell bows? Anybody know how to spell bows out there? It's easier. Like uh, it's easier to spell fa la 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 la. Yeah. So I, I'm sitting there typing, and then all of a sudden. Uh, somebody pops out of this thing and starts shooting through the fucking uh, saran wrap window. And I'm trying to get the seatbelt off. I'm trying to get this, the laptop out of my way. I'm trying to get the door open. And he's just, I mean, he's hitting me in the neck where there's no protection. And I'm, it, I'm just getting tore up. And I finally j- roll out of the car. I'm still, my, you know, the seatbelt's caught around my gun. I'm trying to rip my seatbelt, not engaging and just getting lit up. And so they bring me over and they were like, all right, let's do a couple of practice things. Like here's some things we're going to work on. Let's go ahead and like get some techniques of how to get out of your seatbelt. Let's, let's think of another way to type. And we do this for like 30 minutes. That's it. Like maybe, maybe not even 30 minutes. We go over some techniques. They're like, we're going to rerun the scenario. Now, you know, it's coming. We get it. But like, I want to see you engage this dude by getting out of the car and getting out of the car properly. Well, so then I do the scenario, get out of the car properly, get two rounds off. 
and have a have no more no more bullets and have to do a tactical reload. So the way that they changed the training was they only put two rounds in your magazine, and so that you had to do a tactical reload, which was great because I practiced those all the time. And I, the the training goes off with a hitch. But the cool thing was is that everything they taught me, getting the seatbelt completely off, rolling out of the car, not typing with your seatbelt on. Period. Like we're so yeah. used to just being in the car and having your seatbelt on, breaking the habit. Well, when the car's not in drive, let's get the seatbelt off just in case shit like this happens. Um, civilians, I don't think, you know, understand that that's, you know, training. And that's a lot of that, you know, that's, that was two hours worth of training that could have been put to like sexual harassment training or accepting trans in the workplace training. <laughs> DEI. Uh, hey, check this out. Uh, it was 2017. I think I was a street crime sergeant. Uh, and, uh, it was when, um, ambushes like that were um were were kind of like coming into prominence and uh the um i i, I was doing I, I was sitting somewhere like there were two or three ambushes right in, back to back i don't remember if it was when the the uh asian guy from nypd was killed with his partner i i don't remember exactly when that was but at any rate there were like two or three ambushes right back to back like we were targets once again and i just did this simple video like i stood in front of my uh unmarked car in a parking lot in downtown tampa and i explained to everybody what i did the previous night i just i was trying to type out a recommendation for a guy to be a guy on my squad to be a detective because you know I want to invest in the future and I want to heal the heal the profession and bridge the gap blah 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 so I just did like this four or five minute video um, and it went viral in a sense it, it got to fifty thousand views I'm pretty sure it made it to humanizing the badge it may have been oh. to a pre precursor of that so I mean just a little like uh, how history touched. Uh, Drew Breezy before Drew Breezy was Drew Breezy. It it it, went, it was pretty popular on the cop pages. I know that, but so it ended up with like fifty thousand views or something like that. That was my first kind of taste of the whole thing. It it, it was I'm telling you, it was from the heart, and it was just yeah. like, you know, I got choked up at the end, even talking about it. And uh, we'll, we'll dig that up someday so you all can see what I look like uh, as a baby faced uh, street crime sergeant. Um, so that that guy, I'm so thankful that he made it out of that alive. Like it's training exactly like you're talking about the realism and training, like to know that when you when you take a sim round and you feel that sting, it's probably pretty close to what it's going to feel like when it's shot, because you don't quite feel the like your insides being torn apart. But right. it also teaches you stay in the fight. Like and the other lesson here is he got three. He took three rounds in the vest so wear that vest that vest does so much more than you think and get the level uh, three vest come on dude get the level three vest all you guys out there with that little level one level two shit get the level three like you're talking like maybe an ounce difference who gives a shit get the level three vest we had a we had a uh, a deputy sheriff that was killed in the line of duty in a car crash and uh you know god rest his soul uh but his name was david abella and he was going quite fast, so please keep your speeds down. He hit a pole. Uh, the only thing that kept him alive as long as it did, though, was the fact that his vest was compacting all of his organs together. So that vest does more than protect you. You're more likely to be in a car crash on duty than you are to be shot. So that vest does two or three things. So 
just wear the vest. I mean, I, I didn't wear mine at the end of the career, at the end of my career, because I didn't really respond to stuff like that. Like I, I, I was there when the smoke settled, so to speak. Um, yeah, say the level mind. ones for like the detectives that you know are undercover and yeah, like it's more dangerous for them to get burned than it is, you know. But like if you're a street cop, dude, get you that level three, man. It drives me nuts. State troopers like that level one, level two, because they still look good in their uniform, and that's what's more important. But um, but that's okay, because you know, but if you're a real street cop, I'm just kidding, troopers. I'm just kidding. I actually did have that conversation with a state trooper, though. <laughs> I like tats. I was like, dude, you even wearing a vest? And he's like, yeah, of course I'm wearing a vest. I was like, what? Your shirt's super tight. I can't see your vest. He's like, it's a level one. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I get it. He's like, yeah, level three just looks too bulky. I'm like, what? Get yeah, you can't here, show dude. off your abs on a, with a level three. So you can't show off your six pack. So, I, you know, what? I think to be safe, just double up on the level three so it's kind of like wearing a level six so just wear two level three vests and nothing's getting through you the wind's yeah. not even getting to you don't even worry about it except uh, yeah, yeah yeah and i did not wear my vest on the cruise i see that joseph russo thinks that i did but i did not. nice dude uh but yeah anyway uh that was just a really great video man I, i'm i'm glad we saw that one today because uh i'm instantly moto um yeah Good for him, dude. Good, good for you, man. What an example. Like that, that should have been like all over the news, man. What a great example of of that warrior mindset. Uh, I think right now they call it protective mindset, dude. Shut up, man. Yeah, it's shut up. Mindset. I mean, there's like warrior, the reason why World War II dudes fucking shave their mohawks. Like it's a it's like being a warrior is a thing. Being a warrior is being a protector. Like a real warrior is also a protector. You know what I'm saying? Like. Warrior, warrior mindset is always confused with like we're on the offensive, like we're warriors, we're going into battle and we're going to go kill people. It, ha but in actuality, a warrior mindset is that you, you can't kill me, like I, I, I'm not going to die, like I, I refuse right. to go out this way. That type of warrior mindset, and right. it, it gets neglected. The press loves to to harp on this. You know, Dave Grossman just wants to people to kill people, and no, that's not the case. This guy walked out of a hotel to. Looked, at, uh, grabbed a gun out of his breast pocket and started uh, opening fire on a on a guy just because he wears a uniform and and that's not a suicide by cop by the way that guy was shooting at him to kill him, kill him. and he was trying to get away and he he just wasn't good enough to get away and the, and the officer was thankfully trained better or his instincts kicked in or whatever and that vest saved him and uh, you know the Lord was looking over him or whatever whatever you believe but. Uh, that guy was not, that wasn't like a suicide by cop. Like a lot of these shootings are, that was a straight up murder. He was attempting to murder that officer and he got killed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fuck him. Man, there's some big D energy right there. Like after you survive something like that, you know, and it, yeah, the other thing about that is um, when you survive something like that, I think oftentimes the, the police department wants you to be tra traumatized from it. Of course, you're going to be traumatized from it. That comes with with traumatic experiences right yes but like <clears throat> i think the difference in the military versus this is that the military would be like 
fuck yeah, dude. You fucking lived. You fucking showed that dude what the fuck was up. You stayed in the fight. Like you'd be fist pumping. And like the trauma is like, it's kind of there, but you're more like, dude, that's the day I survived, man. That's the day that I like, I put all my training, like I won. Like that is a trophy. Like the the police department should roll out a ginormous trophy and say like, oh, call me. Don't worry that you just killed somebody. You just survived the most ridiculous gun battle when all the odds were stacked against you. You had to react and instead of act. You were on the, the defense instead of the offense. Like all the cards were stacked against you and you came out and you did everything perfectly. You executed everything exactly the way that you needed to. And when, when you're like, when everything needed to be done correctly, you did it. Here's your trophy. Congratulations. But they won't do that. They'll just, you know, they'll be like, they'll harp on the, well, we need to send you to a site, the therapist. And we need to just, you know, you just killed a man. And well, all that's, uh, you know, we don't want to put you back but, on the I mean, street. You know, I know it's a part, but like, I think it would be a lot better <laughs> if they did both. Right. Like, like let's celebrate that you're alive. Let's celebrate the win. And then be like, yo, we're also going to give you a little bit of therapy, but like, don't forget at the end of the day, you're the winner here, man. And you should be very proud of yourself, but they, they don't. I, I would go with uh, personal choice on that one. I'd leave it up to the officer because you know, when, when you boil it, when, when, when you sift everything out, that was a murder attempt. So you may not want to celebrate the day that you killed somebody and that tried to murder you. Like you, you probably, there, there might be a part of you that, that just like make, rewinds like, and wishes that never happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, but to cope with it, it happened. Do with yeah, it. to get you it, it, I mean, there's no two ways about it. It happened, and you lived, and yeah. Put a positive yeah, spin on. Man, there, there's plenty. There's a guy in Jacksonville. His name is Jared Reston, uh, who who survived a horrible, um, like shooting incident in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, he was he worked for the JSO, and uh, he tells his story. If you ever get the chance to hear Jared Reston tell the story about, listen, that dude was a warrior from minute one. Like he he was he was one of the ones that planted this thought in me. Hey, listen. Your office is not going to send you to training. That doesn't mean you can't go to training. If you've got to come out of a little bit of money out of your pocket to keep yourself alive, then do it. It's got nothing to do with your agency. It's got to do with your survival. So he was just a good guy, well-trained, you know, well-built and, and, and uh, you could tell well-disciplined SWAT guy, the whole nine yards. And he was working off duty at a mall at a shopping mall. And it was just a stupid shoplifter that he chased down and, Next thing you know, he's involved in this like near death incident where the guy, I believe the guy shot him uh, yeah. a couple times. The the round went out his leg and came, blew out his, the back of his butt. And yeah, I think it was like um, a Regency mall. Was that, was yeah, that, it was. that was it. That was, it was up there in, yeah. Like outside of Atlantic beach there or whatever it is, just <laughs> whatever that is that a1a or. Uh, no, it's not a one a it's uh, it like, but at any rate, I don't know, Butler Boulevard or something. Yeah. Somewhere. Butler or something. It's, it's the road that leads to the beach. Anyway. Sure. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's got a great presentation. I'm sure it's online somewhere. I'm sure he's been on a podcast or two, uh, Take a listen to Jared Reston's story, and I'd love and to get him on. You should get him. Get him on. We should. Time. I mean, um, you'll you'll hear about survival. Like, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, like my best friend to do this. The like, I'm the godfather of his children. Um, you know, he was in a in a pretty bad shootout, but uh, um, and he, you know, luckily he won. But now we have an alive day for him every year. We have an alive day. We celebrate the day that he was alive, the day that he won, the day that second birthday he got in a gunfight within three feet, and uh, and he won. Yeah, so we call it his alive day, and we celebrate it. Um, as such, we don't, uh, we don't harp on the, you know, the fact that he killed somebody. We, we celebrate the fact that he's alive because he's trained because his mind was in the right spot and, um, he did a job well done. Uh, 
what you ready to dive into today's real topic we are i just want to mention one thing real quick uh eric mentioned at the beginning of our whole segment here that what we try to give you is objective and the truth and the perspective of street cops slash administrator, whatever. But the, the bottom line is we're giving you the truth and we're trying to be objective about it. I know that became very controversial around the time of Uvalde because we were objective, whether we were doing it independently or in concert, like uh, you guys had your own show, you and Mike had your own show and I was saying my own thing, but we essentially ended up saying the exact same thing. And I know that turned a lot of people off. I don't know if they've switched their opinions or whatever. I don't, I don't care. I, I still say that we were being objective and honest. And I still, to this day, I've never taken anything down that I have said on the internet on that subject. And if anybody wants to talk about it at another time, we can do that. That being said, we lost a chunk of the audience doing that. And then there was this other little technical glitch that made us lose another sect of the audience. And that's called the RSS feed. And I don't want to get too, too technical on you, but a lot of people just automatically download our show into their phone. Well, when we switch providers, your, your, your old RSS feed is probably still on your phone. So it's not automatically downloading the show. You're probably having to go to our show and just listen to it individually. I can tell you right now as an open plea, it helps us tremendously. If you update your RSS feed or you update the feed on Apple podcast on Spotify, wherever you listen to it and try to pull our feed off of whatever's giving it to you, because that's how people measure us. That's how the people that, that sell our advertisers, that's how we keep the lights on. That's how we bring you the quality content. That's how we're measured. We're measured in downloads and our downloads are suffering significantly. We're trying to give you the best content and, and we won't let uh, the truth uh, the, the truth is not going to let that suffer. So if it's just a matter of we need to be better, then we'll need to, then we'll get better. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, we we're up 26%, but yeah. like that we're up 26%, but that's down. We're like, we usually climb higher than that. Yeah. Um, but we're still up 26%, even though we switched to from Podbean to megaphone. Um, but in the, in the process of that we lost a lot of automatic downloads. So all he's saying yeah, to do is go to iTunes or Spotify and hit that automatic download button for us. Leave us a rating and review on Spotify or iTunes. It helps us jump up in the algorithm. And, uh, and that's what I, I mean, frankly, that's like the people who pay us to do this show ghost bed, uh, manscaped stamps.com. Um, if you have your own small business, go to stamps.com forward slash Wolfpack, please give stamps.com, uh, uh, look, we use stamps.com religiously around here, uh, but we also have played people like Rip Pack and uh, Outbound Beef Jerky that send us free stuff from time to time. But it all goes on on download basis. So for our big sponsors, Ghostbed, Manscaped, Stamps.com, go there and give us a download. Give us a five star rating and review. And even right. more importantly, buy their products. Like, that's yeah, really- buy their products. I, I almost sold a Ghostbed at uh, at dinner the other night with my uh, with my new uh, father in law. Just go and lay him down in yours. <clears throat> no, lay well, lay with him. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to tell the secret that I don't have a ghost bed. I have a. Uh, I have a spirit bed. What? It's a. It's like oh, a. Let's wish. get you a fucking. Thing. Yeah. Let's get you a ghost bed. No, we're we're comfortable. We have a we have a very nice uh, mattress. No, 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 no. We'll fix it. <clears throat> well used. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. Mm. We'll fix it. Um, I mean, I mean. <laughs> we'll fix it for you. Uh, I failed. Tra- hey, listen, if I'm Mike, the cops got one, I got one. All the props, Jesse Wise. And you should, you should. Um, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> okay, so here we go. Four okay, kids rescued go. from a deadly drag party. This is a story that nightmares are made of. Um, I know that as a police officer, I, I when I first started this show, I had a rant about two years ago on CPS. Now one of my best friends works for Child Protective Services, um, and we talk a lot. And so I don't shit on shit on them as much. Uh, but child protective service never did anything for me. Child protective service was always kind of anti-police where I was at in Raleigh, North Carolina. It felt like it was us versus child protective. It seems like we would find a home that had no business raising any type of children and the children wanted to be gone from the home and CPS would not take them, but they would spend all their time trying to take it from the great foster parents that maybe their bathtub water uh, was too hot. And so they had to take the kids from the home until they lowered the temperature of the hot water heater, or, you know, um, you know, maybe mom and dad were going through something and the kids didn't want to leave. It was always the kids that didn't want to leave the home that CPS was like hell bent on taking. And the kids that wanted to leave the home and needed to leave the home, CPS was like, Oh no, they're fine. They'll be okay. And, um, and we all know those types of houses. As a matter of fact, one house, uh, I conducted four different search warrants, or I didn't write the search warrants. I was just a part of the search warrant, as in I was one of the searchers, or I was the crime scene recorder, or I was on the perimeter. But it was all at one house. And this house was ruled by gang members and a single mother. And the single mother was like celebrating this gang activity. She was um, uh, a you know, a recently new found Muslim, but I'm not sure she knew what being a Muslim really was. And so she was just complete, like almost like an anarchist. And she relished in the fact that her kids were running the streets early in the mornings. And she allowed lots of un uh, girls who were all under the age of 18. Of course, these, these men, these boys, whatever, they were all 16, 15 too. But you know, this house was known in the neighborhood as like, this is where girls go to have sex with their boyfriends. This is where they go to lose their virginities after school. This is where they go to smoke pot and do uh, different drugs in this house because the mom doesn't care. There was human feces. All the toilets were clogged. The walls were were almost black because of all the smoke and um, cigarettes that were going on inside the windows were broken the heat the heating and AC the heater worked but the air conditioner did not so the house was always hot um, there were people who were defecating um, upstairs it just the whole the, the house stunk of uh, stale beer shit piss it was fucking awful and the mother would never do anything about it and there were drive-by shootings at this house uh there was a murder uh, that the canines tracked the the murderer back to the house um there, there were some drug packages that were intercepted from drugs and vice at this house so i mean the house is just completely a, a bad place and while i was inside this house the one boy recognized that i had been there for all of these search warrants and all of these events and he says man you're always here harassing us you must really hate us and i looked down at the young man and i said man i don't hate you i think you're disgusting but i don't hate you and the mom was like what you mean i'm disgusting i was like ma'am you know there are dildos there's a dildo in your hallway there there's a dong a a white flesh dick colored ball dong just in the hallway why why is there why is it just sitting in the hallway there's almost sex toys in the open in every single room every single room is it looks like a hoarder has been in it your bathrooms upstairs are so overclogged that people are just now pissing anywhere they want to up there it looks like somebody's shit in your sink um you know there's flies and bugs everywhere well, um, I ended up getting reprimanded and written up for saying that the house was disgusting. CPS launched the investigation. 
And what they came back was with that I shamed them by calling them disgusting. And they reported that I shamed them and I got written up. And the house was never condemned and the kids were never taken out of the home. I, I think Michael Hendricks has the greatest question that I've seen in a long time. God, what is was, it? was the address of the house you were talking about 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> uh, no, but it okay. sounds about right. Um, Continue. So I know how it feels, you know, like I think that, um, you know, I don't know about you, but government housing in Raleigh was a huge problem. I don't know what it is now because I haven't been over there uh, in four years. But when I was there, it got so bad. And then after um, Ferguson and everything, we were actually told not to go over there at all. Like we were basically just to respond to crime over there, but we weren't to patrol it anymore. There's uh, listen, we've had discussions about this before that I, th I swear this is institutional because you always stick the youngest guys or the, the people that don't want to work uh, the, those areas in those areas. And, it, and it, it makes them callous because, you know, the, the residents generally don't want them to be there. And it's a very small percentage of the residents in there that are committing, you know, a large percentage of the trouble or the crimes. I mean, but you know, uh, that, like they have I, block I think, parties at like three in the morning, you yeah, know, with kids right. playing I, basketball in the cul-de-sac and it makes every cop that works there just so depressed. Cause you're just like, Dude, this isn't like this. This isn't how a civil society acts. Like, look at right. all of the trash around you. You know, like I, I've been to Afghanistan. And it's a third world country, and they have no money, but they sweep the grains of sand the same direction, and everything is kind of spotless inside the homes, and, and they have but, nothing. But it's an it's a gratefulness thing also like it, it should it, it's humiliating i'm sure or humbling to to some people to have the government provide your home for you like in other countries they probably revere you know like they they probably take that into consideration and take care of it but that's not necessarily always the case here and it it almost becomes like well this ain't mine why would i take care of it like it's mine right so so it's it is. And that's that's complete broken windows. Like if you want to talk about, you know, sociological theories, that's broken windows. If you're not going to pay attention to the broken windows, the next thing you know, you're going to have block parties everywhere. And you can't take care of the broken windows if you have a city council that says, hey, stay out of that. Uh, housing area because you're paying too much attention to them. Listen, if, if there are 10 plumbers on a, uh, on a 10 foot line of, of uh, a water line uh, and you you put, you can put them at every foot, right. And when one springs a leak, you know, he just kind of steps forward and, and stops the leak. But if there are five leaks, that dude's only got two hands. You're going to pull plumbers from other areas that are already strong. So when you've got 10 or when you've got six or seven police officers patrolling a five block area, it's because there's a lot of leaks. It's not because <laughs> the water's bad. It's because there are a lot of leaks and there are a lot of, there's a reason for them to be in there. Uh, it's not because they just want to proactively be in there to create leaks. It's the other way around. That's I always been my beg. take. I used to beg to put me over there in the in the low the in, low income housing the government housing sector, yeah. Um, because I thought like like I can fix the go the you know I will bring you nine one one calls. There's more nine one one calls generated in the low income housing area of Raleigh than probably anywhere else in the entire city. So people want the cops to be there. So let's be there. If they want us, if they're calling us this much, it's because they want us and they need us to be there, or else they wouldn't call us to be there but like because we just neglect to go over there at all 
like it just gets crazier and crazier. And it looks like it's the same way in Boston because this story really hit me hard because I can relate to the story and I know how depressing it is when you go into government housing and you, I mean, it's gross and it doesn't have to be gross. They didn't start out gross. They started out as nice bricks homes. They were made that way by the ungrateful people who live there. Um, and, and, uh, and it, listen, I've been on there on Christmas day when you, when you see, you know, you know who gets more presents than my kids on Christmas day? A lot of these kids in that thing, because all the churches, everybody, I mean, they're getting brand new Xbox, flat screens. Listen, when you go into low income housing, when you go into the government housing, they, they'll have a deep freezer, flat screen in every single television, uh, a flat screen television in every single bedroom. Um, you know, they, they have they don't do any laundry. So there's just bags of brand new clothes because they get their clothes for free or at a, a huge discount. Uh, they're using food stamps for their food. So th they've got lobsters and steaks and everything like that. But then we parade around like they have nothing. And like, it's so bad. And like, look at where they live. And it's like, no, they, they have all the ingredients to have a next to normal life or at least enough to get them on the path that they need to go. Or if they can't get on that path, they can at least live, live pretty damn comfortably for not having anything, but instead they choose to live in squalor. I mean, it's, it's, it's things as easy as just going and doing your laundry. Um, this, they this have, is, you know, I'm sorry. This is exactly where I say, because this inflames me all the time. This is exactly where I say that th there is such a thing as being so anti-racist that you've become racist. In other words, when you start making these assumptions that people cannot pull themselves up by their bootstraps, that they need government intervention, they need government dependence, and just like you – so you go into a, a, a government-subsidized home, and the flat-screen TV they have barely fits on the wall because – it's so the room big. isn't that big. Right. And, and it's not, it's not even a like, how dare you moment. It's just kind of like, come on guys. You, you know, you it's unreasonable. Like, <laughs> like you're doing it, it on purpose at this point. Yeah. You're not, you're not empowering anyone by saying you're poor. We get it. We owe you, we owe you reparations. We want you to stay seated right where we are. We're gonna spoon feed you everything. You're not doing them any favors. You're not flexing any muscles. If you walk into a room where, uh, if I walked into the studio where where Eric and Jay Durrell are on Monday nights at 8 p.m. doing Uncuffed, which is a uh, com comedic show about uh, kind of police-related stories. And I said, Eric, I'll see you tomorrow. We're gonna go conquer the world. And then I looked over at Jay Durrell and said, Jay Durrell, uh, I'll help you conquer the world, but the world's pretty much stacked against you. Who do you think, whose mindset is going to be ready to go conquer the world? It's, 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 it's pretty simple math. Like don't, don't talk down to this guy just because of the color of his skin, judging by the content of his character. And let's all work together for independence so that we're independent so that we're not depending uh, dependent on a government that we elect we elect we elect representatives a, like it's not even a black and white thing though like my my mom's side of the family lives in government housing they always have uh or yeah. in trailers and they live in squalor as well you know yeah. what i mean and, and they 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 boast and brag I, I mean i haven't hung out with them in like 20 or 30 years some of them um in particular now listen there's a lot of people on my mom's side of family that are great and and i look up to them but there's a few bad eggs in, in here she had nine brothers and sisters so uh, some of them you know di didn't do as well as the other ones or have kids that did as well as the other ones but you know i remember one time like them them bragging about um you know that that uh, somebody saw 
the poorness of them and gave them a credit card and said, buy whatever you want for Christmas. I want you to have a good credit, uh, a good Christmas. It's all me. Money's not an option. And she went and bought a diamond necklace. She went and bought um, like some, like just this crazy audacious stuff that are like, I know what the guy's intentions were. He was like, Hey, like get the kids, you know, when I'm not buying diamond necklaces and you know, all this, it was just, it was so ridiculous and over the top. I think they took the credit card and went to the bingo hall as well. And it's just this, it's, it's, it's this lack of, of, of gratefulness, I think is what you said earlier. And this story right here, you really struck me when I read it. Um, so this is four kids age five to 10. For those of you who've been listening to the show for more than a week, know that I have four kids between the ages of one and 10. Um, and so that's important to me, but, uh, some first responders responded to an overdose in Boston and a trans woman was dead on the floor. They did not recover her. Um, him, whatever. The heart attack woman. actually is what they responded to a cardiac arrest. Right. But it, it was turned out to be an overdose, but it was a cardiac right. arrest. Right. Um, and when they got there, of course, this is government housing and it was completely squalid. Uh, aroma of shit and piss everywhere. As we know, we, we've been in these places, sex toys in the open, drugs everywhere. in the open, booze in the open, a dead woman on the floor. Everybody's it's a party. There's, there's I, like four or five trans folks. Was, here. was it a dead woman, Eric? I, I'm, and I'm not even trans, really trans woman, trans yeah, okay. woman. So okay. it was a man. I, I'm not taking these were shots, all so. men dressed as women. They were all men dressed in drag is what the articles allude to now it depends on which article you read this one's coming from the daily mail uk they're the only ones that really come out and say trans everyone else says that men who appear to be women you know i, I don't know why they just didn't want to use trans in the yeah. uh in the in the because they don't want to take article. on that one percent of the of the united states who for some reason has 99 percent of the who has a lock on 99 percent okay so i was missing the words we can use most misspoken there were six adults Men that were dressed as women inside. So it was more than four or five. It was six. Uh, they were uncooperative. And I always don't. I, I always love this when you go to one of these drug houses. I call them drug houses. And they are all the same. These are party houses in the inner cities, typically. Um, and it's all about the drug use. It's all about the sex. It's all about the partying. Um, that's why everybody, you know, even not not just trans, but like any of these. Oh, what, do, what do you guys call them? We call them liquor houses. What do you all call them? I don't, do you I call don't liquor houses. I mean, like, do you, you don't, don't call them liquor it. houses. Um, they're like liquor houses where you pay to party in them and, and you, you pay to be a part of these parties and, and it, but it's all about the sex. All the women are wearing corsets and, you know, uh, it's just, you know, definitely not a place for kids. Is that, is your studio a liquor house after, after shows? No, cause I don't charge people to come to it. It's just Got a free, it. free orgy. It does uh, say when uh, the Boston Herald, by the way, says when they arrived, firefighters found, quote, drugs, alcohol and sex toys all around the apartment. Um, and he said the Boston Fire Department incident report said six other adults who appeared to be male were seen in the apartment. Sources tell the Herald the men were dressed in drag. Right. And, the, and just like you said, they're they're being uncooperative. Yeah. Uh, and, and so and by they, the way, the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. go, go. I was just saying they moved to the back of the house. Everybody's acting very strange and they find four children being hid by another drag queen. adult. Yeah. In a bathroom. Um, in a bathroom. They, oh, by the way, they, they swore up and down. There were no kids in there. They, that or was no, the they, they swore that there was nobody else in there. 
too. Right. Know? Okay. There's nobody else in here. There's nobody else in here. And they're like, what are you talking about? There's nobody else in here. Like, we're going to search around just to make sure, you know? Um, and it, you know, because you know how the people, like when you go into these drug houses, these liquor houses, you know, when there's somebody in there because everybody's like, Oh, Hey, what, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Just a heart attack. Uh, nothing's going on here. It's not a party. No, no, no. We are all just, just a friend spinning that. There's nobody else here. There's, I mean, like, no, nah, I mean, we wouldn't have anybody else here. And you're like, okay. So there's like nobody else here. No kids. No, 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 no. no. The kids. Not, we would never No, There would never be kids here. And you're just kind of like, uh, yeah. huh. that's just a massager. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're looking at a massager. Don't, yeah. you know, just, I wouldn't touch it if I were you, but yeah. that's just a massager. <laughs> yeah. So the kids seem to be scared now that, you know, they, they're not going to make any more, more news out of this because uh, these aren't the kinds of things that make the news. But my first question is, is what have we done to see what kind of sexual abuse has happened to these kids? Right. Well, and, and I'm mean, sure they have, but they're not going to come was out with that. It's fine. Like, I, you know, they, they definitely make sure that they pry um, the unsanitary conditions into the conversation, into the into the article. DCF did take custody of all four children. So um, it leaves the reader to believe that they were taken into custody because of unsanitary conditions. Yes. They don't address any other part of this because you you know how this is the climate in america you have one side who's like why why do you have to have drag kids reading in libraries to kids like what right. is the point of that that it doesn't even make sense and then the other part of america the the, the like the the liberal ladies at the coffee meeting saying it's not even happening it's not even happening it's just they have one instance and it's not even happening but it's happening. It's happening everywhere. It's like, it, you know, I follow some of these accounts on Instagram where this, especially this one lady here in Hillsborough County who, who, who talks about like intelligently, why are we pushing these pornographic books in the libraries? This has got nothing to do with like sexuality or discovering yourself or whatever. And this is for 10 and 11 year olds. And it's just a typical, like, you know, you go to read a paragraph and then the school board shuts you down and all that. But she actually follows up with what they, their process and their procedure and calls them out because all of that is bullshit. They don't do anything. The whole, uh, what she's saying, what she exposed was, I hope I'm not getting too far off topic here. Uh, th there is like an American Association of Librarians or something to that effect. It's like an American Congress of Librarians. They're responsible for the curriculum across all of the universities in the United States, and they are pushing a trans agenda. There's no two ways about it. They're not hiding it. They're not. So your media specialist in your school has been trained by people who are pushing this agenda. So it's it's not always, it's not just about like well you you should be exposing kids to gay, you know, like it, you know everybody deserves a place in this. No, they're talking about specifically trans people and that that this should be like uh drag queens reading library books to children and for what? What what are you doing? What what socially uh what, what socially um thing are you doing to grow children just by getting drag uh, drag queens to read to them I, I always question how teachers listen if you had a kid that was bulimic okay on a special diet it was medically bulimic like for a reason like just threw up every ounce of food that they got and you you nurtured them you you quit your job eric to to nurture this child to the point where they're not at starvation where they're just getting nutrients in their body and you send them to school does the teacher have the right to say, this kid looks too skinny. 
I think I'm going to start feeding them candy. I think I'm going to start feeding them uh, devil dogs and uh, Twinkies. I want him to get a little bit fatter. Dude, it's crazy, though. Like, you no, bring that as a you, point. You're cra- But, like, people see my kids and just assume that we don't allow them to have anything. And so right. they like, they take pride in being like, you want a Monster Energy drink? Don't worry. Like, so, no, don't. And you're like, like what that, are you talking about? Like, I'm, not, I'm not taking <laughs> something away from my kids by not allowing them to have Monster Energy drinks. What I'm but doing is saving is, them. Like, <laughs> the teachers feel like... It, it, what's the difference between that and hiding sexual identity or hiding trans, whatever, like California's trying to do? Like, what is the difference between, like, it's medically necessary that this kid doesn't have any sugar, and I'm the parent, and I'm the one that says, don't give this kid any sugar. But when you get to school, the teacher all of a sudden feels empowered enough to say, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to give him a whole bag of uh, Halloween candy because I think he looks skinny. What's the difference? Really, what is the difference between that and hiding the fact that I think your kid is trans and I know what's best for your kid? Your yeah. but your kid is uh, afraid to tell you. Therefore, I'm going to keep it a secret and we're going to get you on hormone. You know, however it works out. I'm just saying that's not a teacher's place. You you get forty weeks, maybe an hour at an hour a day for five days a week. That's it. That's that's your time. And it's it's to educate. It's not to not to raise. It's to educate. So the rest of the time is on the parents. If, if something if the kid breaks the leg, the school's not going to pay for it. The parents are. If the kid is bulimic, the parents are going to fix that. Not the not the school. So uh, I don't know where the schools or educators feel empowered to push this agenda. And here we go in um, in, in public housing big drag party and everyone's too afraid really to talk about it except you know except I mean? the daily mail in uk they're the only ones that cover yeah. it um yeah, pretty I'm, not, blatantly. I'm not saying nobody's talking about it i think i think talking no, yeah, talk about right. that like, part of it you know right like no yeah i'm saying like it really nobody is talking about it. like if you just look at all the other articles and all the other headlines none of them talk about being transgender none of them talk about the sex toys like it's you just like talk it's about normal. yeah like it's just a squalor thing and and really like they're like we need to do a better job at inspecting our government housings uh, now now you need to do a better job like what, what are you talking about you guys have like just a i don't know but greg has a great point in the chat he says everyone knows librarians are sexual deviants now greg i almost said that but I didn't want to interrupt Drew, but I almost said that. Um, and it's true because every show parks I'm, and I'm rec, sorry, but did you like, say, did you say librarians? Librarians. <laughs> They're from Liberia. Librarians. Yeah, they are like parks and rec. Like, hey, it's just a stereotype. I worked in a library at a college um, for a very short time. Like maybe. Like and you were months. a sexual deviant. No, but like I was oh. like, damn, dude, like these fucking librarian people are weird. They're like morticians. <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're never normal, you know? Uh, you definitely don't want them making like big life decisions for everybody. Well, hold on a second because, and I'm not going to hijack this part. I have somebody who's in the death business basically in my family, my brother. Yeah. He's uh, He runs a cemetery essentially. Oh. Interesting. All of the morticians, though, that that he uh, I, I don't want to get specific. The mortician community are generally very conservative, right leaning people. Really? Uh, it, yeah, I, I don't. And he he cannot he can't explain it either. I think it might be just a like a left brain, right brain thing. But he's like, they're all they're all just like you, basically, is what he says. They're all just a bunch of wacky conspiracy theorists is what he thinks we are. But uh, he, he's like, they're, they're all just like you. They're all very right leaning conservative people. 
And for some reason, that's that's what the mortician community is. I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe that's uh, unscientific of his. Of his uh, maybe it's just people around him. But anyway, go ahead. I know Sorry, that Cupcakes Eric. and Cameos is new to our chats um, as of like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and listen, I misspeak all the time because I am a C student at best. It's on my resume. <laughs> like I put on my resume when it says like, tell us something about yourself. I put C student at best, passionate lover. Um, always on there. Cause those are two things that you need to know about me. I am a passionate lover and I'm a C student. So like, I'm going to misspeak all the time. And I always say that I give you things to talk about and to research and to get the questions going, but you never take what I have to say, unless it has something to do with tactics typically. Um, or like maybe the psychology of what a cop's thinking when he's thinking, cause I'm pretty good at that stuff. Cause I've been around it for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, please don't take, uh, Anything I say, even when you his, read my book, like it's definitely his Instagram bio literally says former Liberian. It also says that he's very, very fertile. So just the fact that he has this conversation so with you, uh, cupcakes and cameos, I would wow. definitely get pregnancy tested. Dude, you're so pregnant right now. You have no idea. I think I'm pregnant. You should be. Uh, as much as we've been, I, I, like I passed on some other diseases I, to you. I, yeah, you have. <laughs> I gave you the COVIDs. Um, yeah. So anyway, this, this story, though, is, you know, much more than just kids being raised in filth, um, which one, we should have always been concerned with that. Um, but now the only reason that they care about these kids was because they want to hide the fact that this was a trans sex party and that there were four kids involved in it because they don't want that to make news. They don't want conservatives to get a hold of that and exploit it as they probably would. Um, but the funny thing is, I really don't think. That if, the, if there was no trans, if, if the trans wasn't, if there wasn't a hint of sexual abuse, I don't think DPS or Child Protective Services, CPS would have done anything about this because I've been in a no. thousands of these homes that have been in squalor and smelled like piss and shit and CPS will not do a damn thing about it. They won't yeah. do anything about it. Uh, well, they'll give them the opportunity to clean it. I, I mean, he, here's the other thing to think about, too, is like, I don't think you're saying this. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm definitely not saying this. I'm not saying a trans person can't raise a child. No. I'm not saying a gay per, a gay couple can't raise a child. Like it's got nothing to do with that. But when you when you add two and two in this story, which is what uh, you know, I, I agree. There's a lot of conjecture, but they're making you focus on the unsanitary part. And if you listen to what Eric is saying, they don't take kids out of unsanitary places all the time. They are also saying, oh, by the way, there's a bunch of trannies running around. Anyway, uh, it was kind of nasty in there. Uh, I can tell you, too, the state of Florida, I have somebody in my family, actually, that works in child uh, protection without giving too much information. And um, the state of Florida is probably very similar to the other 50 states. These states work to keep families together. Taking kids out of a home is the last resort. And I can tell you, a liberal bastion like the state of Massachusetts is probably not quick to take kids away from no. uh, from families. No, and it's not. So, there's somebody in the chat talking about um, the gay people can raise great kids. Sure, dude. I'm not. Of like, course. Listen, it's not even like the gay community that I'm talking about right now. It's this. It's this. You know, the drag queen. It might be kind of like a nemesis, really, because like I think they do way more harm for any kind of alternative culture than anybody else, because. You know, the gays keep the gays, they keep their gay shit to themselves. Like it's, you know, like my gay friends are just, they're everybody else. You know, their relationship's kind of the same as everybody else's, uh, you know. Um, it, it's these ones that are 
overtly over the top that are trying to bring the sexuality, the sexual part of it to the forefront. And now these transgenders do a great job of that because, you know, listen, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is so much fun. Um, it's fun. I've dressed up in drag for for there's pictures on the Internet of me doing it. I, I dress up as Frankenfurter more than once uh, to go to these things. And it's great. Would I ever, ever allow children to see me like that? Would I ever go out before a reasonable time for children to be out dressed like that? Absolutely not. That is an adult thing. That is an adult program. And it's all about sex and a deviant sort of sex, you know, and there is no place for for children out whatsoever. And. I think right now the big problem is, is that we're trying to put this sexuality in front of kids instead of keeping it in the adulthoods and the transgender community seems to be, or the drag queens community seems to be the ones that are so desperate to get this out in front of kids. It's so desperate to put these kinds of things in parades. You know, if the gay parade wants to be taken seriously, they wouldn't have anything sexual about it. They wouldn't be having dicks uh, exactly. on their heads and vaginas on their heads. They would just be marching in some kind of solidarity. Also, they wouldn't go after a rainbow flag of a, of a religious symbol and try to start a war. War, um, you know, with the whole gay pride thing, because that, that was all in mockery of Christianity. And, um, you know, and that's just going to fuel, fuel the fire. Um, and another point, you know, like I went to Starbucks yesterday on, on college campus to get to, to grab some, some coffee. And I mean, there were gay pride flags on the register, gay pride flags on the way in the whole uh, the the whole border was gay pride flags. There was a gay pride flag on the door. There were gay pride flags, little tiny ones leading on the sidewalk up into the place. But I, I've gone to that Starbucks a million times. I've never seen American flags like on Memorial Day or Veterans Day. So it's just right. like this completely look at me. Let's draw attention. You're trying to be an asshole about the whole thing. You're trying to make other people angry about it. it has nothing to do with bigotry. It has everything to do with you're an immature child who's just trying to get attention. And the rest of the country, frankly, is kind of tired of it. Um, and, and hanging that thing at the White House is 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 not offensive because of gay people. It, it's not. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with an administration that's pushing this agenda, because that's not a state flag. That's that's not like the the U.S. flag has like code and honor and tradition and military drill and ceremony stuff behind it. Any state flag has that same kind of honor tradition. This is just some made up wacky, like, okay, rainbows represent this and pink and blue represents trans. And it's, and then you made it into a flag and now you're sticking it on the nation's capital or the nation's, you know, main house that we all own. So it doesn't represent all of us. Like it, it's it, what you're saying when you put, when you put that up is like, eh, we're kind of Americans. We're mainly focused on this. How about you mainly focus on Americans or how, how about you mainly focus on America, not on a invented flag. Like people get all uh, twisted and, and angry over the blue line, the thin blue line flag. Um, you know, that, that, that somehow that was like an anti uh, like a, uh, an answer to black lives matter that flag's been around forever and ever and it's not an official flag it's not meant to it's be something a you United put on your State car flag. so that you like let other law enforcement officers know secretly that you're a cop don't pull me over right and that's, that's what it really was for like honestly and then, and then the firefighters were car. like well we want one too and then the ems was like oh yeah and then the dispatchers were like well we want one and then the military was like we want one and then the air force was like we want one and like now it's like no it's like the punisher school like that was only for like ranger regiment and, uh, and like a couple of special operations teams um and then like somehow that became like you know the big fat fucking uh airsoft warrior um you know, this is like way out of 
If Corinne Jean-Pierre wants to fly that flag on her house, congratulations. Have at it. Don't put it on the people's house. Don't yeah, like there's, there's, Don't there's like on one my. house in a neighborhood. I was driving through the neighborhoods yesterday. And it's like all these houses, you know, uh, maybe, maybe some of them might have had like the little gay flag hanging. I mean, like an American flag, like hanging from their uh, from their porch. Right. Maybe one of them had a thin blue line flag hanging from their porch. Um, and then you get to like the gay house and it's like the gay pride flag, the fucking pride flag, like all up and down the driveway, like the big giant symbol outside that says like we accept everybody in our house, no matter of race, creed or color. This is a safe house, which, yeah, OK, bitch, like we'll see how safe it is when somebody really comes knocking on your door. You're not letting them in. I but guarantee that's, you. that's the, You're the first the one to call 911. It's yeah, so that, arrogant. That, that's the arrogance of the whole thing. It's, it's saying that you assume that my house is not safe. Anybody that comes and knocks on my door is probably going to get entry to the point that Miss Caradiz is, you know, insanely angry at, you know, me interacting with anybody at the front door. Like it, it's, it's just, just to say, just because, you know, you're, you're acting with open arms and black lives matter that that's telling me that you think black lives don't matter to me or that I I'm not open and accepting and you're full of shit. You, you don't know what you're talking about one. And two, uh, most of the, the gay people that I either follow, uh, associate with talk to, um, uh, uh, you know, follow on social media or whatever. They're done with this pride flag. They're done with this pride week they're, or pride month. They're done with all of it. They just want to exist just like, Hey, leave us alone. You know, we're not out there fucking in the middle of the street unless it's a pride parade. Uh, but, you know, just leave us alone. But now it's turned into something completely different. It, it is it has turned into you're going to vote this and you're going to accept them. I, I yeah. said we're gay this month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come over here and two dudes, hard dicks with no chicks. Um, you know what we need a you know what we need to have more pride in and we need to have a parade. We need to have a mermaid par- parade. Oh, definitely. And, I, uh, I always I, and all I the mermaids just flop down the street because there's no water and they're just like like fish out of water. I get it, fish out of water. Um, I, I always said uh, I, I was going to do like a, write a book or do a whole documentary on uh, pirate appropriation, like for Gasparilla, like how uh, offensive it is. Like I have pirates in my my roots, and you're yeah, taking dude. this is offensive that you would. You know, you're making a mockery out of pirates, like, and you know, show kids at school with a little iPad. Well, I've always like, thought that, like, do you know how many women were raped by pirates? Right. <laughs> like, seriously, those. Uh, yeah. That's what they mean, fucking do: loot and do rape. Like, that's where that term comes from: loot and rape. Like, and that's pillage. their thing. And we love mean, to honor you, them. Do you mean last year at Gasparilla? Because that happens too. I'm telling uh, you. For sure. I've been to Gasparilla a few times. I've worked a few of them. Um, I, by by the way, I think it's years. bullshit. Like, I stopped going when they stopped allowing the tits to come out. And they, like, made it a kid-friendly event. They never uh, really stopped the tits from coming out. I gotta be honest. Like, it's hard know, to enforce tits. Right, right. I, but I, yeah, I do I think mean, it's dumb that it's, like, a children's event now. 
Well, there there is a separate children's parade, but yeah, it is mainly a children's event. And you know, get the family it, event. It just it really is like if you don't know what Gasparilla is, it's it's kind of like the um, uh, Mardi Gras of Tampa, and it's just yeah. it's like a couple hundred thousand people that gather on this Bayshore Boulevard, which but is it's a supposed large to be street. a degenerate fest. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be like it, drink it really like a pirate, I mean, show us your tits, throw beads, get yeah, fucking and, blackout drunk, and now it's like that's exactly what it is. No, it still is. Oh, it's still it, that way. Me, it's Still, I mean, I went. Still, I like, dude. I mean, I've gone a few times. It's, it's a like, little I more. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten was my last one, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, why are there so many kids here? Like, this is weird." <laughs> I didn't have kids <laughs> because yet. Because I was bees. like, "What the fuck, man? Why are there kids at this this festival? This is like, I came here to see tits. I don't want to see tits in front of like, you know, Aiden and Kate. <laughs> yeah, that's there. weird. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, that's if we're gonna do that, we'll go to South Boston to the parties in the uh, in the uh, housing unit. Yeah, well, I hope you guys enjoyed our breakdowns. A little bit looser, goosier than normal. I'm sorry we didn't break down something um, in crazy uh, breakdown fashion. Uh, but just coming off that holds call, three weeks, we needed a little break um, to get our minds right onto the next case that we'll be breaking down. And we'll let you know this week what that case is going to be. So we're still, still working out trying to get maybe some detectives on. Tell us what the next case. So uh, we'll fill you guys in. We got the one year anniversary of night shift coming up and uh, lots of other stuff coming down the pipeline. And so get ready until next time from myself and the easy, the breezy, the beautiful Drew Breezy guns up and giddy up. Arr-